Are you ready to talk sports with one of the leading sports journalists of today? Welcome to All Around Sports with John Inglesby. John's years of experience as a journalist has allowed him to net exclusive interviews with top players, former players, commissioners, and owners. John and his guests are ready to give you the straight word when it comes to sports. Now, let's talk all around sports. Here is your host, John Inglesby. Voice America listeners, welcome to my 380th ever show of all around sports. Reach Monday at noon Eastern time. We broadcast live from Boston to go all around the world of sports for one hour to discuss what happened this weekend and what's ahead for the week. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net, which comes to me through my website at www.iirsportsoneword.com. As always, I will give you my highlights, lowlights, and bizarre news items from this past week. Also, we'll be joined next by our week next segment by our weekly call-in expert, AP Studham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. Well, it was a weekend of buzzer beaters, and I'll start with my highlight of the week, which was Duke's amazing overtime buzzer beater to beat North Carolina in Chapel Hill on Saturday night. And Duke uh, came from nowhere, down 13, to just simply tie the game and get it to overtime, where they then uh, won in overtime when uh, there was an air ball and then a putback at the buzzer, and Duke walks away again with a victory over the Tar Heels, who are having one of their uh, off-seasons that is so rare. But it just reinforced the historic nature of this rivalry, perhaps the best rivalry in all of sports. And I was actually down in that area a couple weeks ago and finally got to see the proximity of uh, Durham, where Duke is located, to Chapel Hill, where North Carolina is located. It's literally just a few miles. And it really helped uh, raise my awareness. I also got to stop in Cameron Indoor Arena and uh, the Cathedral of College Basketball, and that was incredible, first-time visit there ever. So that was really nice and helped me understand this spectacular, uh, the Duke program in general and this rivalry in particular. This is uh, maybe the least hyped UNC-Duke game in years, uh, mostly because of the the offseason North Carolina is having as Anybody who has watched the Roy Williams press conference recently would know. Uh, not a happy camper, shall we say. And it was just, uh, you know, spectacular despite it being the least hype game in a long, long time. Uh, so this is a game that just almost always delivers in some form or fashion, typically with buzzer beaters, whether it's Austin Rivers a few years back, Tyler Hansbro getting his... Uh, face bloodied a few years before that and it's just always something in these games that make them memorable and ESPN did a great thing where they were uh, Saturday night when they were reliving the uh, top moments of North Carolina Duke over the years and 
you know, you forget a lot of it, but it was just spectacular as a follow-up to what was a spectacular game on Saturday night. So uh, keep them coming. We got one more up in Durham at Cameron uh, before the season ends, I believe, and, uh, and there's just simply nothing like it. And moving on, my low light of the week is the Red Sox Mookie Betts trade, uh, not to mention David Price. And uh, it's just hard to believe, given what they got back. Uh, they were working. They traded, of course, to the Dodgers. And uh, people in Boston are not happy. Quite the backlash. Mookie Betts is an MVP, uh, league MVP, World Series winner, five-tool player, and one of the best in the game. And I have a personal connection in that when he was a rookie, uh, or early on, I went to Red Sox opening day, and he had a big day, and he has just stuck in my mind ever since. He was just coming into the bigs, and he had an awesome game, and so I've been a big fan ever since, and it's just hard to believe that, uh, you know, you let an MVP uh, leave town, and Given the return, it doesn't seem quite right. And we all know that luxury tax involved, payroll, what have you, rebuilding, who knows. Uh, there's a whole lot of reasons behind it. But uh, it's let's just say it's really tough to watch this guy walk out of town, uh, mainly because he's young. And in full recognition, this was his last year under contract. He has pretty much stated that he wants to become a free agent no matter what. And... Who knows what he was going to get in the open market. So the chances of the, him, the Red Sox signing him afterwards, uh, after this year, were uh, unlikely. And But again, all that said, it's tough to watch a guy like this walk out of town. It really is, or be sent out of town uh, voluntarily by the Red Sox. But again, I think it's just all about the return. David Price, obviously, up and down career in Boston, but he delivered in the uh, 2018 postseason in a big way um, and finally uh, was liked, shall we say, in Boston. And, uh, you know, so he, he's a big name too, and they just simply did not get uh, big names, household names in return. So, again, going into spring training, they still need a manager, by the way. Let's not forget that. And, uh, and we'll see how it goes, but it's an odd start to the 2020 season, uh, along with what's going to be going on with the Astros and how they're going to be received, uh, in spring training, given the cheating scandal. And my bizarre story of the week was, uh, Pebble Beach and Phil Mickelson, uh, being close but yet not cashing in on a course he's very familiar with, being a California boy. And when you see Phil in those situations, like starting on Sunday, you just uh, expect him to deliver. But instead, Nick Taylor uh, got a stranglehold on the tournament and, and brought it home. So that was a little uh, interesting to see. But what was great to see was just simply golf from Pebble in February Fabulous. Uh, of course, it's the celebrity pro-am as well. So you had uh, the Manning brothers, 
and uh, a whole lot of recognizable celebrity names, as always. Uh, Steve Young, former Hall of Famer from the 49ers, and just on and on and on. So it was just great to watch. I've, I've had the good fortune of playing the course. So ever since then, uh, every time I get to see it on TV, it uh, brings back a lot of good memories, to put it mildly. And speaking of golf, uh, we're not too far from the Florida Golf Swing, and uh, which will be basically late, starting in late February with the Honda and going through the pretty much the end of March. And uh, but in the third week of March will be the Valspar at the famed Copperhead Course at Innisbrook Resort. And if ever there was a year to come to the Valspar, this would be it. And even beyond the tournament to stay at the Valspar because it's their 50-year anniversary here in 2020. It's in Palm Harbor, Florida. And I have stayed there recently, uh, a little over a year ago. I wrote an article for New England Golf on it. And uh, just a fabulous place. But big news is they have updated uh, in a major project, every single unit, which are all condo style, they've all been remodeled on the entire course complex. There's a lot of, you know, there's a couple courses, not just Copperhead. It's uh, just a magical place. And now it's even more magical with every single condo style unit one bedroom, two bedroom, what have you, kitchens, of course. Everyone has been remodeled. Uh, with the 50th anniversary of Innisbrook uh, here in 2020. So, uh, lots more to get to, so let's take our break. And next up will be our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. So don't go anywhere. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Want to play the ponies and win? At Winning Ponies, we go inside and behind the scenes with the top jockeys, trainers, and handicappers. The Winning Ponies radio show with John Englehart, racing's regular guy, is the perfect complement to the Winning Ponies handicapping website. Catch us live every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Variety Channel. Win prizes just for calling in. Are you or someone you know interested in attending college? With both college tuition and college enrollment up 60% since 2002, there is a lot of competition and careful planning needs to be a part of the process. Tune in to Getting In, a College Coach Conversation. Hosted by Elizabeth Heaton and featuring a team of college coach experts, we'll bring you the tips, techniques, and know-how to navigate the road to college and do so the smart way. Listen live every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in to The Patricia Raskin Show on VoiceAmerica.com every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. 
This is the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions with the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio, Patricia Raskin. So tune in and call in to The Patricia Raskin Show, Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to segment two of All Around Sports. And I'm your host, John Inglesby. To join the show, the call-in number is one 866 472-5788 or you can email me at iir at comcast.net and it's that time of the show when our weekly caller and expert AP Studham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well, joins us and AP, how you doing today? Hey, good morning John so glad to be on the show, I'm doing well, thank you Well thank you for calling in as always and uh, we may be a week removed, but it's always interesting. Uh, you were in Miami for Super Bowl week, uh, which looked like a terrific time based on all the pregame shows and whatnot I was watching and week-long Super Bowl week shows. So I have to ask you, how was it down there in South Beach? Yeah, the weather was good, John, for most of the time. The accessibility was great at the Super Bowl. You get the chance to visit with players and coaches, uh, and you get a chance to see media members from around the country that you normally don't uh, visit with during the year. So everything worked out well, and um, I really enjoyed the, the moments that I had in Miami, Florida. The game went about as expected, although I yep. thought the score would be closer. But I did think if anybody was going to pull away, it would be Kansas City because of their prolific offense. And that's exactly what happened. Uh, obviously, they love to play from behind. They were the first team in history to be down 10 points or more in all three playoff games uh, that they were in this year and yet come back to win them all. And, uh, yeah, it was it was interesting. Uh, I was at a, at a Super Bowl party, and when Jimmy Garoppolo trotted on the field for that final drive, I remarked that uh, – uh, how ironic that, you know, 20 years before, there was a young quarterback named Tom Brady came onto the field with two minutes to go in his first Super Bowl, and uh, he delivered. What can you say? I'm not blaming. I, I really right. like Jimmy Garoppolo. I thought he was a terrific soldier up here and up in Patriots land. And uh, But it was all about, you, you know, my question is, is you know, is he going to deliver? Because this is... Let's face it, the opportunity of lifetime. It's what every kid dreams of, taking the field as the quarterback, uh, losing in the Super Bowl with a chance to uh, to extend it. And didn't happen, but he was under, you know, a hellacious rush, serious pressure, and, uh, you know, it just didn't happen. But by no means do I 
blame him in any way. I thought he played a great game. He would have been MVP if the game ended after three quarters, right? Yes. Yeah. J- yeah. Jimmy Garoppolo played a nice ball game. Uh, yes. They could have won. They were ahead by double digits. A um, few mistakes, but that happens when you're playing other good teams. And I enjoyed the Super Bowl. It was competitive. Some people thought otherwise, but I, I thought it was a, a you know, something that be entertaining, and and it was. Absolutely. I mean, along with my remark about Jimmy G and his opportunity, I, I simply said, you know, as a basically a neutral observer who didn't have a horse in the race, uh, I just said, you know, this is what you want when you don't have a horse in the race in a Super Bowl. You want it to come down to basically the last two minutes, the final drive, however you want to say it. And that's exactly what happened. So I was with a big crowd. And everybody just loved it. I mean, it was perfect, you know, for uh, neutral observers, which is, you know, tens of millions of people in this case, right? And uh, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, so I, I just thought it was fantastic. And, uh, you know, the 49ers, uh, you know, their calling card all year has been defense. Uh, yet... Once Kansas City got rolling, and the way and when they get rolling in practically any game, whether it's down twenty-four nothing to the Texans in the first round, uh, when they get rolling, they've been somewhat of slow starters, you know, in the playoffs and throughout the year to a degree. But when they get rolling, they're t- they're just near impossible to stop, and obviously, they get in the rhythm typically in the fourth quarter, and that's exactly what happened. John, uh, one of the questions to Andy Reid was about the large leads that the other teams have early in the game, and he said, well, that's not our objective, obviously. But he said we've been able to manage, and what he meant by managing is we have a quarterback (laughs) that can come from behind and lead our team, you know, Patrick Mahomes. And sure enough, that's what he did in those three games and is the MVP of the Super Bowl. Yeah, and you can't overstate. Patrick Mahomes and how his star is rising. He is now basically the biggest superstar in sports. I mean, he was MVP last year, uh, and then this year he's MVP of the Super Bowl, and more importantly, a Super Bowl winner, a champion. So the sky seems like it's the limit for him, and to a degree, uh, you know, Kansas City and. you know, I mean, my interest going into the game was, on one hand, I really wanted was pulling for Jimmy G to do well, and he did. And But the on the flip side, it was for Andy Reid to win his first Super Bowl. I'm a big Andy Reid fan. Had the good fortune to meet him once at an NFL owners meeting I was covering and chatted for a few minutes. And if ever there was anyone associated with the NFL that you'd like to sit down and have a beer with, uh Andy Reid would be the guy as far as I'm concerned based on my conversation with him and uh, so and you know the things that have gone on with his you know in his life with his, his sons and whatnot uh, drug issues and whatnot so uh, so yeah so I, I was really happy to see him win as well they, they were yeah. both e- equally uh, I, I could have gone either way to be happy for either of those two people yeah, yeah, I didn't have a rooting interest. Uh, I know some of the people uh, with San Francisco, but Andy Reid, he keeps it real. He's genuine and sincere. He's had those ups and downs in life, and he understands that the football is, is one facet, a major facet, of course, but there's other things happening in, in someone's uh, personal life. 
Exactly, exactly. And I've also had the good fortune to meet uh, John York, uh, the owner of the 49ers, and uh, as well as Bob Lang, their PR uh, person who's terrific. And, you know, they're both yeah. terrific. So I had a rooting interest there for them as well. And, uh, you know, if ever a team looks like it's going to be back, it certainly looks like San Francisco. They're young. They're stacked. They have that tremendous defense. Jimmy G is terrific, and they, they look like, again, a team that is uh, destined for big things in the, in the coming years. So. so it was great. It was a great Super Bowl. And, you know, I know you're a New Orleans guy like me, uh, and I, I can remember it being said years <laughs> ago, and I think it's back, is the Super Bowl should – some believe that the Super Bowl should just rotate between New Orleans and Miami every year, and, <laughs> you know, and I'm guessing you would agree at this point. Yeah, it was terrific. It was a little, it was a little bit spread out, but the weather was fine, right. and, uh, you know, but I enjoyed the time in Miami. Of course, New Orleans, logistically, you can walk many more places, Correct. but uh, Miami was fun. Yeah, well, the beauty of Miami is, you're right, it's a little spread out. Stadium is actually closer to Lauderdale than Miami. It's up in Miami Gardens. But, you know, when you're going to and fro to various events, what have you, uh, you're doing it typically in sunshine and beautiful weather, and it makes it a whole lot easier to be, uh, uh, again, running around, uh, going to various places, really from Lauderdale down to Miami. And uh, so it's great. And I'm glad you enjoyed it. It was terrific. And, uh, you know, while we're on the subject of football, I have to, of course, bring up the XFL got started this weekend. Um, I caught bits and pieces of some games. You know, looks like it was, all in all, a pretty good first weekend. Uh, Mm -hmm. You know, and everybody seems to like the innovations. uh, Pretty decent crowds. uh, And so, yeah. It's good to have another league, you know, and and this time it's got the backing and Oliver Luck, uh, the commissioner of the XFL, who, believe it or not, I used to cover in college when he was the quarterback at West Virginia University. Uh, His son, he's the father, of course, of Andrew Luck. And so I've always been a big Oliver Luck fan, and uh, he's a winner, too. So I I expect big things from the league. Uh, It's their second attempt. Uh... And there's just something telling me that I think this one might stick. Uh, You know, bottom line, they have the financial backing. They have the TV contracts, most importantly. And uh, and a good, great person running it and Oliver Luck. So I think, uh, you know, I think it's going to be fun to watch. We we shall see. It's always been tricky. Nobody's really quite survived. But I think this, I got the feeling this XFL may stick. And it appears to be, by every count, consensus, no issue whatsoever that the re- that this first season is going to play out in full, so to speak. There won't <laughs> yeah, be any plugs uh, pulled. Put it that way. This year, no, no, no plug pulling. Right. The last league it, it was short, shortened. Right. The American very Alliance. Matter of fact. Yeah, that. Yeah, kind very, of very short. Very short. Um, yeah, and I liked what I saw there, and I but I think XFL, they, again they have the backing and they have the TV with them, so I think they're going to be fine. But it's fun. It's yeah, people, football in February. 
Yeah, people love football, John. It's the American yes. sport now. I think it surpassed baseball some time ago, and basketball, I don't think what will be the sport. But football, just I, I think because uh, a lot of women like football. I mean, that, that, that contributes to the total population that enjoy the game. And uh, the NFL, you know, has reached out to them for many, many years and just carried over to these other leagues now. They watch the football just as much as their, the men. Oh, absolutely. And what I think may be the difference between now and anything previous is there's so many college games on now. Didn't used to be that way by any means. Now it's name recognition. Like, you know, if you're a college, if you're a football fan, you watch college football, certainly like you and I do, you know, you're going to recognize a lot of these names. And that to me is the key to everything. I mean, I'm going to go out of my way to tune in to watch uh, you know, former Penn State players in the XFL, and I'm guessing you would do the same for Alabama and SEC players in general. You know, Aaron Murray is, I think, one of the quarterbacks, if I'm not mistaken. So, you know, it's that, that to me is the key that so many more names are now recognized by the general public, football fans, what have you. And now, you know, you're going to recognize them in the XFL and you might go out of your way to watch them. Yeah, you're going to take a peek at your 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 former team's players. You know, mm-hmm. for Alabama or for Auburn or Penn State, you're gonna you're gonna watch to see how what the, what's what's happening in their careers, and it's a natural curiosity. And, it's, and plus, you like the game of football. I love the game of football, so you're gonna watch. And there's nothing to stop you. Correct. Correct. Exactly. Um, yeah, I mean, there's always this letdown. After, you know, it would have been this past weekend is the worst weekend of the year for football fans when it's the first weekend without football since theoretically late July, if you go back to the preseason. And uh, but that particular come down wasn't quite as bad because you had the XFL that you could tune into Saturday and Sunday of this past weekend and certainly an upcoming weekend. So we shall see. I mean, at the end of the day, it really comes down to, you know, Vince McMahon, the creator, if you will, of the WWE and just a, a master marketer, legendary. So that combined with the financial backing and Oliver Luck as commissioner, I, I think those are all really, really good signs. And, and you know, some of the innovations they're doing uh, to make it more, uh, you know, unique, shall we say. Uh, they look like they might get a foothold as well. Yeah, I had a chance to talk to Oliver Luck down at the Super Bowl a couple of times. Oh, wow. To him. That's great. Yeah. Yeah, so Class he's act. definitely excited about, yeah, yeah, definitely excited about the league. And it's probably a pretty good choice as a commissioner. And, uh, definitely. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. I mean, moving forward, you, you want to see it have a full season and, and no interruptions. And you want to see some good football games and, some stars emerge from, you know, that people can recognize. And that's what provides success for any league. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, it's going to be fun. You know, we'll know here in the coming weeks exactly where everything stands. Uh, it'll, it, it'll be obvious by mid-March, no doubt about that. And so the next four or five weeks ought to be fun. Uh, I've been, I'm, I'm down here in the Florida area, and they have a team, the Tampa Bay Vipers, uh, I saw their practice covered the other night by the local news, and uh, 
And so, you know, I'm actually getting a sense of the excitement. Their home game is in two weekends, their first home game, Saturday the 22nd, if I'm not mistaken, at Raymond James Stadium. That's the other thing, by the way. They're playing in NFL stadiums for the most part, and that adds a certain credibility to it as well. And uh, so, yeah, it's going to be fun. Um, But AP, we have a lot more to get to, but why don't we uh, take our break? And I know you'll be sticking around uh, for the next two segments. So let's take our break. A lot more to get to, so don't go anywhere. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Voice America presents a new kind of health awareness talk show, the Sharon Kleina Hour, health, environment, and the power of water. Show host Sharon Kleina interviews leading scientists to discover how each of us can become proactive in protecting our personal health environment in an increasingly unhealthy world. Every show offers new information that could save your life. The Sharon Kleina Hour is health from an environmental perspective, your ultimate source for a personal environmental lifestyle. Listen Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel and Wednesdays at 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Live Fridays at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You are listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or by sending an email to IIR at Comcast.net. Now back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to segment three of All Around Sports. And I am your host, John Inglesby. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788. Or you can email me at IIR at Comcast.net. And back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. And AP, last segment, we talked about uh, 
the Super Bowl and the fact you were down there in Miami for Super Bowl week. And then we talked about the XFL. So we love our football, so let's just keep it going, AP. And uh, last week was, of course, National Signing Day in college football, the second one, uh, shall we say, for this year. And I'm sure, as always, you have some interesting thoughts on National Signing Day. Yeah, John, I equate the first signing in December to receiving your Christmas presents. There's yeah. quite a few, probably 75 to 80% of the recruits sign. And then the first ones in February, that's more like your birthday. You get a, just a, a smaller uh, list of gifts. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Great analogy. Uh, perfectly said. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken, AP, this is the second year of the December signing period, correct? December just yeah, passed. Well, it's, uh, it, it's second or third, John. It's time flies, but I, you know, because Nick Saban right. mentioned that in the press conference, he thought it was a, maybe the third or something like that. So uh, I'm not positive, but it just seems like it's the way it's going to. You know, they're always kind of pushing for that early signing uh, period, and it happened, and and they've adjusted. You know, it's made the recruiting season longer for people and earlier and. So, for instance, Nick Saban, during his press conference, he, he didn't really call anybody that day. He was working on next year's recruits, you know, 20, 30 calls to the recruits for 2021, if you can believe it. Wow. So what we're really saying is it really is now about December. Like, the majority of the big names sign in December right. and uh, in February, back to your analogy, Christmas versus Christmas birthdays. Um, yeah. and February is just sort of a, uh, who, who, who's, who's left over, as it were. Right, right, right. For instance, Alabama signed three players on Wednesday. They had 22 already, already in the books, and I forgot, eight or ten of them already enrolled, John, already, been, okay. already in school. So they really? got a head start, but... Yeah, so one of the players they signed was Bryce Young. He was the top player ranked by many different services and dual threat quarterback. He's not very big, five foot eleven, but he's uh, mentally very capable. Uh, he had big numbers at Modern Day High School, which is a famous program out there in California against top competition. And you know the quarter, some of the quarterbacks that have been there through the years. You know John Huer won the Heisman, Matt Leinart won the Heisman, J.T. Daniels is at USC right now. Um, Matt Barkley, I believe, played at Modern Day. So the coach Bruce Robinson, uh, he said that was the best quarterback ever at the program, which is high praise. Wow. After I just named all those those other players. That is high praise. Holy cow. Um, yeah. That's, that's amazing. Yeah, because, again, their alumni list of QBs is just off the charts. You know, one of the best right. ever in the country. And uh, AP, if I'm not mistaken, I read that maybe Georgia, quote, had the, you know, won the battle, uh, the recruiting battle. Yeah. They were ranked the number one school for recruiting this for the year. Yes, yes, Georgia was at the top of the list, and most of the uh, for, for most of the services. And now we're going to see what can Georgia do with all this talent? Can they win a championship? You know, the last time that happened, John, I don't know if people realize, 1980, Herschel Walker was a freshman, played wow. for Vince Dooley, and we all know that everybody recruits Atlanta and Georgia, but right. they don't have the championships to to show for the amount of talent that is being produced by the state. 
Correct. I mean, as a Patriot season ticket holder, I always think of just as a, for instance, you know, Richard Seymour, who's of course nominated for the hall of fame this year. And, you know, I just got so familiar with his background growing up. Um, so yeah, I, I always think of, but yeah, Georgia is talent laden to put it mildly. And, uh, so yeah, uh, but it's amazing. I, well, I'm assuming they were number one when Herschel Walker, the Herschel Walker year, simply because Herschel Walker <laughs> pledged there. I mean, he alone right, would make right. any team number one. <laughs> yeah. Right, yeah. right. He, he, he probably could have played middle linebacker if they needed him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when I think of the greatest freshman years in college football history, two people come to mind. Herschel Walker, of course, and Tony Dorsett. Like, they, they took the phrase <laughs> bursting on the scene to new heights. Yeah, they did. They did. And, and John, when you think about those years, I mean, everybody in the in the stadium realizes they're going to get the football. Correct. Correct. And, and they're still making big yards, setting records. Yes. Yes. No, I was in Western Pennsylvania, where I grew up, for the Dorset years. Where actually, this, you know, I, I used to go over and see him from my nearby college, and. uh I, t- I took that year off from going to Penn State games and went to Pitt games instead. And, uh, <laughs> and I mean, again, it was just incredible. Plus, he was a local boy from Aliquippa. Yeah, it was gr- just great stuff. I mean, it, it was something that I lived for, you know, and it, of course, rolled forward to ultimately the, uh, you know, the undefeated national championship team in 1976. So, um, but Herschel, again, you, you know, in fact, uh, I saw him introduced uh recently um with a number of other hall of famers uh there it's tough to keep it all straight there's been so many like introductions of famous people with the 100th anniversary of the nfl but uh might have been college football national championship game maybe um he looks fabulous he looks like he could just you know rush for 1500 yards tomorrow I bet he could play a series. I truly believe that. I mean, I, I know he does some uh, some boxing, if I'm not mistaken. We all know he was on the Olympic bobsled team as well a few year, years ago. Uh, he, but he's kept it up. And I think his thing is currently is still maybe boxing, karate, something along those lines, martial arts. But right. he just right. looked, he looked like he was 30. Yeah, he's the most impressive person at that age I think I've ever seen. I mean, right. and I'm not speaking about bodybuilders. I'm just talking about someone who keeps himself in shape and he's strong and flexible and can still move. I don't, you know, I'm, you know, I'm sure there's big people with bigger muscles, but he's, he's pretty strong right now. Absolutely. No, it was just, uh, it was remarkable, remarkable to see. So, you know, good for him. And AP, who, uh, any other really standout big winners on uh, on the recruiting trail that jumped out at you? I'm sure there were some SEC teams. I'm guessing LSU must have done very well, right? Oh, yeah. In, in the top 10, John, in some services, you know, you have Georgia, Alabama, LSU, Texas A&M, Auburn, Florida, Tennessee. That's seven, that's half your league in the top 10. Seven oh my gosh. teams out of 14. Yeah, I'm not surprised. Um, well, I am. That's a staggering figure. But in the same light, you, you know, it's a, a mild surprise, seven of the top ten. Uh, 
So generally speaking, LSU is like number three or thereabouts. Not that it matters. Top ten, yeah. top ten. Yeah, yeah, three or four. Yeah. So the other teams you have in there: are Clemson, Ohio State, Texas. Right. Okay. I mean, I mean, so that's one from the Big Twelve, one from the ACC, and one from the Big Ten. Correct. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Now the SEC, you know. They're just beyond dominant. What can you say? So, so the Jimbo Fisher effect is in effect down there yeah. in College Station. Um, no surprise. Um, Clemson again. You, you know, Clemson looks and feels like an SEC team, doesn't it? I mean, it just feels like they're yeah. in the oh, SEC. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yes, yes, absolutely. Yes, they yes. sure do. Yeah, and this yeah, yeah, Clemson. Yeah, they, yeah, yeah. They're big on the big on the offensive and defense. T- talented. They're all oh, beyond talented, talented in the offense and defensive line. Yeah. I mean, that's the key. Everybody has oh, yeah. big people. Everybody has 300-pound players. I mean, nowadays. Right. right. Yes. No. And, Clem- and, and then you look down and you see some of these teams in the top 25. You have Kentucky. I mean, they went up to Michigan and took a top player. Wow. Kentucky did. I mean, people are starting to believe in Mark Stoops. Right. Right. Now I've, you know, uh, seen a couple... Uh, of their games, some great games, you know. They beat Penn State in a bowl game a couple of New Year's ago, New Year's right. ago, uh, as in just 13 months ago. And, yeah, and they've done some other things. Benny Snell was uh, with the Steelers, and you know, they're, so they're getting drafted. And, yeah, yeah, they're they're big. And, I, and I'm interested what you say about Texas. I mean, Tom Herman, someone we're very familiar with from his days down there in Houston, but it looks like they've really turned the corner, Texas. Yeah, well, yeah, they need to because that's a state, you know, always their claim to fame was we love high school football. But, you know, right. you, I think that one of the blue blood teams, and I'd have to examine this seriously, but Texas, to, to some degree, they've underachieved in the last hundred years. I mean, you know, they had that championship way back in 69, and the next one was with Vince Young in 2000, whatever that was. Six, 2006. And now, you know, they, you know, yeah, so in their past season, what were they, John, were they six and seven and six this year or something like that? Exactly. The exactly. Record-wise, some record-wise. Yeah. I mean, like, they gave LSU a run for their money. Uh, yes, in fact, did. that was that was the night that you knew LSU was a serious contender when they did beat Texas down in Austin. Um, On the road, right? Exactly, and uh, yeah, yeah, you're right. The, the famous high school football of Texas, Friday Night Lights, and all that needs to translate to Saturdays in college football, of course. Uh, yeah, I like Texas. I've been to the stadium, not for a game, but I've seen it in Austin and uh oh yes yeah the, the interest level is just off the charts obviously and uh i i for one would i've always you know like to see texas do well and uh you know earl campbell people like that through the years uh great personalities oh, yes. and uh yeah um so it, it's just been it's, it's a legendary program and I'm glad to hear they had a good recruiting year and their 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 star is rising. Uh, well, AP, we're at the end of uh, our third segment, so why don't we take our break now? Still have a few more things to get to, and we'll do that on the other side. Follow 
follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Have you checked out Teen Wealth Radio? It's a show for teens, their parents, and educators. Hosted by Brandy England, along with regular weekly contributors, Teen Wealth Radio will cover the topics that teens need to talk about. Plus, we discuss a book of the week and a movie of the week. And each show will offer a challenge to our teen listeners that they can share on our private Facebook group page. Be sure to tune in to Teen Wealth Radio, live every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific, on Voice America Variety. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Are you ready for a broad look at everything to do with the world of sports? If so, tune in to the Mike Abadir Show. It's a unique perspective to the connections between sports and business. Host Mike Abadir has negotiated numerous deals in the NFL. Along with co-host Gino Bacola, Mike will bring his expertise, discussion, and some terrific guests to the airwaves. Listen live for the Mike Abadir Show every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or by sending an email to IIR at Comcast.net. Now back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to the fourth and final segment of All Around Sports. I'm your host, John Inglesby. And back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Studham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. And before we get started, my pick of the week for appointment viewing is... Next, this Sunday's Daytona 500, the Great American Race, as they call it. Uh, as I said, I'm spending some time down in Florida, and there's already big-time excitement here for that. Uh, it's a big deal everywhere, but it's an especially big deal in Florida, to put it mildly. So it's just going to be fun being around uh, to soak up some of that Daytona atmosphere so, AP, I got to ask you, uh, have you, have you ever been to a, a NASCAR race, big time race, anything like that, auto racing? No, I want to do that because living here in Alabama, I, I need to get to Talladega. Right, exactly. That's a legendary one. And, and yeah, I feel the same I'd way. I'd like to get there. No, I feel the yeah. same way. Um, there's actually an event uh, that I'm intrigued with coming up uh, in, in about six weeks. Uh, the Grand Prix, there's a Grand Prix in St. Petersburg, Florida that I've heard good things about, uh, really good things about. 
So see if the schedule permits, but that would be fun. Um, so yeah, it is something I've always wanted to do. And, you know, uh, and I'm sure you too down in Alabama, Talladega is again, that's a legendary name. Uh, oh, yes, yes. Name. So AP, yeah, I want to uh, do that. Yeah, me too. Me too. So AP, it's been a couple weeks since the horrific, tragic death of Kobe Bryant. And honestly, AP, it still doesn't even seem real. That he's gone, it just doesn't. And, you know, of course, yeah. he and his daughter, and and the seven others, and it still feels like a surreal situation. I was reminded of it again watching the Oscars last night. Uh, we're all reminded daily of it for you know the la- going on a couple weeks now. Be we're into week three, and as as well we should. Uh, but yeah, seeing Spike Lee in the purple and gold. Uh, suit for lack of a better word with kobe's number on it uh it was purple with gold numbers uh you know commemorating kobe uh you know nice touch as only spike lee can pull off so just so sad and so hard still to believe yeah the tragic loss of kobe Bryant and his daughter and the other people on the helicopter it just emphasizes the fragility of life. Correct. Uh, there's no, I mean, if you didn't understand that each moment is precious, I think it serves to uh, reinforce that point to other people. Uh, you know, you live in the moment. Um, you cannot dictate what happened yesterday. You don't know what's in the foreseeable future. You have to just take each breath and, and live life to the fullest with each encounter, each situation, each circumstance. And that's the best way to live your life. Absolutely. Well said, AP. Very well said. It's just, uh, again, still hard to believe. It doesn't seem real, you know, two weeks plus later. And, uh, you know, I myself have a, you know, a strong personal memory of Kobe in that, I had the good fortune to attend the game one of the 2008 NBA Finals in Boston when the Lakers, of course, played the Celtics, a rivalry like no other. And, uh, you know, Kobe was on that Lakers team, and we all remember the night. Uh, Not made famous by Kobe that night in particular, but for me it was my first chance seeing Kobe play, uh, the only time actually, and... uh, and of course he was great that night, but that game is more notable. That's the game where Paul Pierce uh, got injured and like left the floor on a wheelchair. <laughs> and then, oh yes. yes, and then came back a la Larry Bird of years ago. You know, returned to the floor mm-hmm. and really gave the team a lift. I believe it was in the third quarter, and you know helped drive the lead the Celtics to victory uh, in Game One of. Uh, and the Celtics, of course, ended up winning the championship. But, yeah, that was my Kobe night, and it was unforgettable. You, you know, I, I knew I was in the presence of watching <clears throat> greatness that night uh, on a couple of fronts, not to mention, you know, Pierce, Garnett, and Ray Allen as well. So, But it was Kobe. I mean, I remember vividly, you know, literally driving into the game saying, you know, like, wow, I can't believe I finally get to see Kobe Bryant play tonight. And, uh, <laughs> right. yeah. Yeah, so it was memorable, to say the least. 
And, you know, again, just really hard to believe and just so, so sad. And, uh, and he'll always be remembered, uh, to say the least, um, icon of the sports world and beyond, you know, onto a fabulous second career. I mean, the reason the Oscars reminded me of him in addition to Spike Lee's outfit was, of course, he won an Oscar <laughs> last year right, too. Right. For best yeah. short film uh, or whatever. And yeah, so, I mean, that, that's the kind of crossover we're talking about. Not, not an easy thing to do, by the way, uh, post-career. No, there's very few people who have those multiple skills and uh, multifaceted individuals that can delve into other areas, you know, and have greatness. Correct. Exactly. Exactly. It's rare, uh, to say the least, and uh, even more rare when it's not, say, broadcasting or whatever. You know, from John Madden to Troy Aikman, many have had fabulous second careers broadcasting. Tony Romo, again, most recently. And uh, so to do it outside of that is even more uh, interesting. And we learned a lot about him, you know, his interest in women's basketball for obvious reasons, especially with his daughter, Gigi, who also perished in the helicopter crash. And uh, so, yeah, he was doing a lot more than I realized, and I'm guessing than a lot of people realized. Uh, so, yeah, he, he was really... Uh, Something special in the outpouring and everywhere has just been incredible, and, and I, 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 it's going to continue for a while, no doubt about it. Yeah, it'll live a long time as long as you're thinking about basketball and the Lakers and and the su- superior players, and you know he's like you said, an icon of the sport and and beyond. And yeah, it won't go away; it just won't. But it'll be generations of people talking about his legend. No doubt about it, AP. And, you know, uh, again, you know, uh, Kobe was certainly special. We're not going to see the likes of him anytime soon. And, uh, you know, thoughts and prayers will always be with him and his daughter and all the other people, the seven others who perished in the plane crash and helicopter crash, excuse me. And AP, it's hard to believe we've gotten to the end of the show I want to thank you again for calling in, especially sharing your Super Bowl week uh, thoughts from down there in Miami. And as always, just great to have you. Hey, thank you, John. It's always my pleasure. All right. Thanks again, AP. And as always, thank you all for listening to All Around Sports. And we look forward to doing it all again next Monday at noon Eastern time. Thanks again for tuning into All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Be sure to tune in again next Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a terrific weekend, and we'll talk sports again next week.